Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Sons of Sequoia podcast. It is April 19th, 2021. Episode number 58. It's a beautiful Monday morning, uh, and we're going to start in a really fun, exciting... Sorry about that. Uh, we'll, for, we'll, we'll start in a fun, exciting uh, Monday morning. Start, yeah. start the week, right, David? Because what did we do this weekend? We played miniature golf. I know. It's one of the pandemic-friendly activities, outdoor miniature golf. Um, and we finally got around to doing it. And you know what? Yeah. It was pretty darn fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's called, as it says here, putt-putt golf or crazy golf or miniature golf. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. I lost. I won. Um, <laughs> I was doing good, but they gave me a a messed up putter, and that's the only reason I lost. I would have won if my putter weren't broken. It was warped. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, t- so today we're going to take a look at an article from. Let me get the attribution. LonelyPlanet.com. Uh, we have. I've done minimal research. I just Googled it. And then this was near the top, so I chose this one. We're going to be looking at their nine craziest mini golf courses article. And if we see mini golf courses that we like and we don't feel like they've covered enough, we may Google those specifically and take a look at them. Sound good? Sounds good. Was the was the author of this uh, Emily Frost? Emily Frost. From the Lonely Planet Writer. So I just had my first cup of coffee. It was scalding hot because I made coffee this morning. I go to get my first cup. It's just water. I forgot to put in the coffee. And I didn't have coffee. And I don't like to denigrate Colorado companies. But I ate a Bobo's Oat Bar. It was very dry. Do you ever get that? Oh, yeah. They're dry, but they're very good. Mm-hmm. They're, they're good, but they are dry. You need something to drink with them. Yeah. But they're filling. They're healthy. They're good. It, it's a Boulder company. Yep. And uh, and I like I like the Bobo's Oat Bars. But, yeah, but they are, they are dry from sometimes. Speaking of older companies, I'm wearing my Sleepy Time shirt. Hey, hey, Sleepy Time. Uh, Sleepy Time tea. Yep. That's also, no, that's not that in Boulder. That is a Boulder in, company. Yeah, it's in Boulder. Yeah, it's just, Northern Boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because I drink a lot of Sleepy Time tea. I drink a lot of Celestial Seasonings tea, which is the company that makes Sleepy Time. And mm-hmm. on the side of the box, every box, it's like, I'm the brewmaster, Charlie Baden, and I brewed the uh, blend master, and I blended these teas. For your enjoyment. And I think to myself, I drink Sleepy Time, which is their marquee product. Uh-huh. And I wonder, like, if I ever met Charlie Baden and I asked him about Sleepy Time, would it be like asking Billy Joel about the piano man? Like, would he say, <laughs> like, I've made so many blends since then. Why are you only focused on my most famous blend from, you know, my greatest hit? Yeah, years ago. Mm-hmm. I've done so much since then. Yeah, I, well... Celestial Seasonings have a really good tea. They're they a local company. The peppermint is great. I drink their ginger. It's just all really good. Um, yeah, they, uh, they're they not really a tea company. They're a herbal tea company, I would say. I think their best teas are not even teas. Right, right. They, they go, yeah, that's right. So enough talk about Celestial Seasonings. Should we get into the crazy mini golf courses? Yeah, we played mini golf this weekend, and me and David and Laura, she played with us, and I think I was losing up to the very end. I just got lucky at the end, but it was so much fun, and a lot of people were there. They were outside. It was an outdoor 
uh, course. Uh, we, we social distance, we had our masks on, it was safe, it was fun. Uh, everybody was polite. It's just a nice, relaxing way to spend an afternoon uh, with people, uh, and it was very, it was a, it was a good time to do it, and uh, it was really good. Mm -hmm. So that, but, but this article, it has some looks like some really nice golf, uh, miniature golf courses, uh, but also some wacky ones, some crazy ones too. Well, we went to a nice one. It's called Adventure Golf in Highland Hills. That's one of the nicer ones. I think probably the nicest one in the Denver metro area, wouldn't you say? Yeah. They have three different courses there, and uh, we played one of them. Uh, yeah, but they were very nice. It was it was well done. It was it scared me to death because this huge volcano went off, mm -hmm. and I was standing right next to it, my back to it. It scared me to death. I, th I thought I was going to – it was – it was it hurt. It scared me so much it hurt. Yeah, they have a big volcano. It goes off every 10 minutes. And there's a warning sign. Warning, volcano goes off every 10 minutes. But you must not have seen that, right? Well, there's things everywhere. You, have you seen these uh, <laughs> these parks? There's things everywhere. You know, there's signs every every five feet. Anyway, but the, the, the golf was good. Yeah. So we can get into the article. Um also, you want to build a mini golf course in your backyard, so we're going to have to take the best elements <laughs> of each one of these. Uh-huh. Now, this first picture is from Can Can Wonderland. It's what I, I stole for the thumbnail. Um, Can Can Wonderland isn't one of the ones listed, is it? No, it is. It's oh. way down. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's listed here. It's in Minnesota. In Minnesota, it's in Minnesota, yeah. Um, whimsical explosion of color, each 18 holes designed by local architects, visual artists, and electrical engineers. That's kind of cool. Now, I will say one thing about this picture that I don't like is that this place is inside. I noticed that, too, because we enjoy the outside fresh air, mm -hmm. especially in Colorado. Colorado has the freshest air, and uh, so we're mile high. But also, well, I noticed that, too. They're inside. I also noticed how close they were to one another. It seemed kind of like cramped. Yeah, it must be pre-pandemic. Um, it's like a big half a warehouse or something. And it looks cool, but I bet you they have to do indoors, Can Can Wonderland, to go year-round because it's Minnesota and it's freezing cold in the winter. That's very true. Yeah, because Minnesota is uh, north, but I think it's lower lower altitude, and it gets very very cold up there. Um, now, I I mean I'm sure that some of the stuff is very cool. I don't like how cramped it looks. Uh, don't like like you said the people are very close together. I don't like that. And I'm sure yeah. that you could sort of ameliorate some of that if you had an outdoor course. See, they're all scrunched up against the wall, but there are no walls outside. That's, well, yeah, they're fences. But anyway, and also this one we're looking at here is, looks really fun. A little uh, uh, Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. And you and that Ferris wheel puts on this little uh, pedestal and you kick and you then you hit the ball down into the into the hole. Yeah. So let me see. Um, since we're just going to do this, we got nine of them. 
Let's Google Can Can Wonderland and get some images. I may have to. Uh, I'm wondering if I could change my Google images so that the images appear on the left hand side, you know, so I could keep our faces up. Yeah. Can I just drag it? No. Doesn't work that way. Um, here's another shot. That's a cool shot. Yeah, that looks that looks more wide open. Yeah. There's a more high res version of it. So what we're seeing oh, yeah. is a a loop de loop, a big frog with a. It does look like they put a lot of effort into it. Oh, there's like a court. A yeah, food court. A food court. Wow, that one's cool. It looks what like, is that thing? It looks like a roller coaster. Wow. Oh, they have a bunch oh. of pinball machines. Pinball machines. You oh. like you like oh. pinball machines? Yeah, I played a lot of pinball in college. All right, so we're given a Can Can Wonderland. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. It looks cool, but it loses two points because it looks a little too cramped in places, and it's inside. Okay. I eight agree out, with that. 8 it, out of 10? 8 out of 10. Yeah, that's good. M moving on. We're in Phuket. You can't pronounce it the other way or YouTube won't allow us to monetize our video. Phuket, Thailand. Dino. Poo. I think it's Poo. Phuket. Fuck it, Thailand. <laughs> Phuket. Phuket, Thailand. Dino uh, Park anyway. Mini Golf. Yeah, and they have a picture of it. Some of these don't have pictures. But uh, this one does have a picture. Try your skill on a crazy golf course with added bite in Thailand and there's a bunch of dinosaurs now one thing that I like about this is that it's outside a the Thailand the natural foliage looks exotic to me anyway I'm sure if you lived in Thailand the natural foliage of Colorado would look exotic so there's an extra element um, about the dinosaur theme how do you feel about the dinosaur theme uh, it's I think the dinosaur theme is perfect for little bitty kids mm-hmm Little kids think dinosaurs are cool. And I do think it's tough when, as an adult, if you enjoy mini golf, you do have to remind yourself, this is a game for little kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, yes, let, I do. Let's grab Dino Park Mini Golf. And let's take and, a look uh, at some more images. Yeah. And what, and what Emily Frost wrote here. You know, it's nestled, uh, found nestled just next to Thailand's Marina uh, Phuket Resort in Phuket Dino Park. is full-on multi-century golfing experience. And uh, she wrote a nice little blurb about it. This is cool. Look at this Triceratops. Oh, yeah. Look at there. It's gigantic. Yeah. And she says some of them... Uh, they uh, will move and they will growl, you know. So some of them are animated. They have a little food court too. Look at how exotic this looks. Wow, a lot of smoke. A place looks like a food court, but uh, you're sitting on on boulders and there's little little uh, mist, like a fog running through the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It looks, yeah. Dino Park Mini Golf. I I like this one. I like the. The jungle vibes I get from it. Yeah, I like the jungle vibes more than the di dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs would be cool for for uh, 
through uh, children. Uh-huh. Oh, that lady's riding one. Uh-huh. I'm sure you're not supposed to. Okay, I, I, I like the Dino Park mini golf. I also like that in Phuket, Thailand. They've done something new and interesting. I give it also an 8 out of 10. Okay, I will too. 8 out of 10. Rated. Rated. Moving on. Boom. Caddyshack City, Christchurch, New Zealand. This one does not have a picture. Yeah, uh, that's too bad. Well, we can get some pictures off of... So you can talk about what Emily... What's her name? Emma Frost? Emily Frost. What Emily Frost said... What Emily Frost said here was that she, it was uh, housed in an unassuming warehouse on the outskirts of the city. So, it, again, it's indoors. Uh, each of this course's 18 holes has a unique theme, ranging from mid-mind-blowing detail space station that rewards hole in oneers with a moving, smoking rocket launch. Oh, that sounds exciting. Uh, to a candy factory that dispenses lollipops on every turn. See, now that's very creative. Mm -hmm. So these, I, a miniature golf course is for creative people. If you're if you're a creative person and a and uh, someone who's an artist who wants to express yourself, uh, because, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking, David, before we get into it, is that you can be very creative with these things. Here's lollipop dispensaries. Here's a, a smoking, launching rocket ship, you know. Uh, and, and so you're also playing golf. And your playing golf will initiate these things. Uh -huh. So so if you're an artist and you want to create create something, but you want the the person looking at the art uh, to actually engage in it, this is like having them being part of uh, engaging in the art. And so you're bringing you're bringing the viewer into your art uh, world. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I, I think I think I think it's great. Yeah, I, and this one looks interesting. There's something about the institutional nature of the indoors with the big shop lights that it just doesn't do it for me, you know? Yeah. Now, now Emily was pretty honest. She says, although the course could undeniably benefit from a lick of paint, it still sees steady streams of locals and visitors alike queuing up to tee off. So it's probably just just pure fun. It's like, just a lot of fun. Do you remember the mini golf course we went to down south by Big Bill's Pizza? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the, this kind of reminds me of that. It seems a okay. little underwhelming, you know? Right, right. It was kind of like, okay. Uh, they kind of, well, yeah, sometimes the, the uh, creativity is kind of like... Uh, they didn't think a lot about it. <laughs> they had an idea. They put it together fast to get the thing going. Yeah. You know, but sometimes people put a lot of creativity in it, and uh, they they wanted it to be exciting. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe this one in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, is that way. Now I see uh, this picture here that you're showing. Yeah. Is is a bunch of people. Uh, some uh, people are an elderly people. Older people and then people, uh, you know, midlife kind of people. I don't see any children. No. So, oh, which is another thing, too. Like the Dino Park, it's probably kids love it. Yeah. Uh, but it's for all ages. Mm -hmm. Older people like it. Little kids like it. Uh, all ages. 
many, many, many golf is really for all ages. So I'm going to also say, like out of Minnesota, because we talked about Can Can Wonderland, we went out of uh-huh. order. Then we talked about Dino Park in Phuket, Thailand, and then Caddyshack in Christchurch, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather be in Thailand or New Zealand than in Minnesota. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, but Minnesota's nice, but it's it's just cold. Yeah, and I mean, if you're black, you get shot by the cops there indiscriminately. Yeah, that yeah that 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 could happen anywhere, but it was pretty publicized there, and uh, yeah, hopefully that kind of stuff will go away and people will see the value and beauty in everybody. Yeah, I think this is a good point to bring up an onion headline. If we can get to it. Um. Where is it? They're horrible, but they're funny, right? Well, they try to reveal sometimes the absurdity of some of the things going on. When people think they're right, they go, wait a minute, look what you just said, <laughs> you know? And and it really is absurd, and uh, some of it, some of them. I can't find it. Yeah, it says National Guard rolled out in Minneapolis in anticipation of next week's police shooting. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it's sad that they can joke about that because so many people get killed there. But I think that's it's more sad that so many people get killed there. Well, I think they're trying to trying to. I I think the Onion is very clever. I again I like I like so many things. I think the Onion is very clever, uh, and I think they do a service uh, because they bring issues to the front. It says, look, here's another way of looking at this. Uh, you know, people look at things one way mm-hmm. instead of multiple ways. I would, I would the Caddyshack Christchurch in, in New Zealand, from what I saw there, I wouldn't rank it an eight. I'd probably rank it a seven, maybe mm-hmm. a six. Now, here's, here's my thing now that we're talking about this. I would rank it lower, too, because it looks like it's in a warehouse – and it kind of looks like the courses I played on in malls and stuff, maybe a little bit more inventive. Now, another thing is I've wanted to go to New Zealand ever since I saw Lord of the Rings around the time that I was in college. Because that's where they filmed Lord of the Rings was in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. And if I was in Lord of the Rings land, I wouldn't <laughs> really want to spend an hour and a half in a warehouse playing mini golf. I'd want to be exploring... Lord of the Rings territory. That's, that's correct. Yeah, I think I would too. I read an article on New Zealand has the most expensive housing prices in the world. Wow. And, it must uh, be beautiful there. And someone with a house like the size of this house um, can make more renting it out in a month than a minimum wage worker can make in a year. Isn't wow. that crazy? Yes, that is crazy. Okay, I would rank, I think I'll put Dino Park at number one. Because I, although I want to go to New Zealand, the Dino Park looks like you're sort of in Thailand. You're having the Thailand experience with dinosaurs tacked on and like prehistoric tacked on. But it's the only one that's been outside so far. So that that means something. And it's cool. It's like you're part of Thailand, but you're also playing mini golf, if that makes sense. Oh, well, I was going, I was going 
eight is higher than seven is higher than six, mm -hmm. you're ranking it. This is a priority. One is higher than two is higher than three. Right? I, I'm, I'm switching it. At the beginning, I was giving it a number <laughs> out of ten. One was a score. Now it's a rank. Now it's a rank. Yes. Yeah, so Dino Park is my number one still. Oh, okay. Um, what would you rank as your number one? Caddyshack or Dino Park? Oh, I, I'd have to do uh, Dino Park is higher than... Higher than uh, oh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. That's Christchurch. Uh, that's, that's the one in the warehouse in New Zealand. Yeah. No, I, I Dino Park would be higher than Christchurch. All right, moving on. I think this one will be last place because I've read ahead on this article. Lexington Ice Center Course, Kentucky. You can, okay. I'll, I'll find some, if you want to pull up some, or uh, read what Emily had to say. I'll yeah, pull up Emily, some images. Yeah, Emily, Emily Frost says, uh, uh, visitors to the Lexington Ice Center in famed horse racing town Lexington, Kentucky, are in for a mini golf experience of biblical proportions, quite literally. The public leisure complex is home to three 18-hole courses inspired by scenes from the Bible with a course each covering the Old Testament, New Testament, and the miracles of Jesus. Pious players can expect to navigate such religious iconography, whatever that word is, iconography, as the Tree of Knowledge, Jonah and the Whale, Jacob's Ladder, and Noah's Ark. There's sure to be a special place in heaven reserved for those who manage to finish under par. <laughs> So long as they keep their language righteous, should a ball frustratingly go astray. She's a very good writer. Good job, Emily. Okay. Here's Jonah and the whale, I think. Here's the okay. Ten Commandments. Uh-huh. Let's see. What is this? Um, this is the panther is of God. The panther of God. Is that a thing? No. I never heard of that. <laughs> I read the Bible a couple of times. And I, I feel like this is too creepy for me. <laughs> okay. I say separation of church and mini golf. That's my... There needs to be a separation <laughs> of church. Here's the Noah's Ark. There's Noah's Ark. There's animals there. Little stuffed animals. This place looks rinky-dink. <laughs> uh well, that's the ice rink, but I think oh, there's also a, uh, where's the mini golf course? I'm showing you images of it. On the left, it looks like just an ice rink. On the right is is the golf, is the mini golf. Uh-huh. What is that? That's a whale. That's it Jonah like and the box. whale. It's just See, a box. Look at this. This this looks disgusting. <laughs> uh, you know what else I noticed from your pictures, David? What? There's nobody there. No one's there. You know why? <laughs> There's nobody there. I think this might oh, be. Oh, is that an aerial view? Is that a? Uh, this is holy moly. Ten of the world's most sensational mini golf courses. I think this might be a different course. Okay, that looks pretty. That one looks cool. That looks pretty. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Um, this one's in last place. Course one, Old Testament. I'd say keep God out of mini golf. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I would definitely rank this last. New well, God, God should be in mini golf, 
but not on the course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you pray to God if you're about to lose that you'll get a hole in one. Yeah, you're there when you're the way you know here in Colorado. When you're playing mini golf, you're outside and you're outside with with the with the birds, with the trees, with a blue sky, with the fresh air, with the mountains in the background. To me, there's God. Mm -hmm. God's right there with you. God is not a golf course. Yeah, God is not a golf course. <laughs> I, I will say, however, at least this is outside. It looks outside, and the others don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Phuket one looked like it was outside. But there's something, to me, a little bit unsettling, if you take a look at this picture that I have up on the screen. There's Noah's yeah. Ark. It's very institutional looking with these bricks, these blue bricks. And then there's a neighborhood across the street. But there's this fence with barbed wire. <laughs> that's true. I don't feel like that's very Christian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, the Noah's Ark here, but then the brick walls going up to the Ark, they're painted blue. I, I assume that's supposed to be water. Yeah. So you have to have a real imagination to see what in the world they're trying to do here, so I guess, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, I would rank it below uh, the lowest right now. Yeah, this is going to be the worst one, I guarantee you. Oh, okay. Um, oh, what's but, this? But, 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 David, we're ranking it because of what it looks like. And I bet if people go there and play golf, uh, maybe, they have, maybe, they'll have, they, maybe they'll enjoy it. That's true. Especially if they're very religious people, uh, they feel at home with that. So maybe they they will they will enjoy it. Yes. So which one's next? This next one looks really strange. Yes. I mean, if I was at the Lexington Ice Center course, every time I missed a putt, I'd say, "God damn it!" and wait for the management to come out and be like, "Excuse me, sir, could you could you uh, temper your language? This is a Christian course." I'm like, "Oh, it's a Christian course? Then maybe you should forgive me." That's what I would say. Um, Bubble Jungle Golf of the Dark in Liederdorp, the Netherlands. That's a weird picture of this, this uh, walrus sitting at a desk in this, in this uh, psychedelic room with pictures of his family on the wall and looks like he's, he's angry with his evil eyes looking at you. I don't even see where the hole is. No, I don't see any. I'll pull up some images of it while you read Emily's synopsis. Okay. Emily, what did you say about this? I wonder if, Emily, did you go to these places? <laughs> that would be so sick. Like if um, your job was, okay, we need you to write an article. Here's a ticket to Thailand. Here's a ticket to the Netherlands. Here's a ticket to Lexington, Kentucky. Here's a ticket to New Zealand. Like, go and play a, a round of golf on these courses so you can put it into uh, you. Emily Frost, did the Lonely Planet send you to all these places to write these articles? And by the way, it's an article. It's great. But she just has a little, you know, five lines on each one of these. I said, oh, my goodness, Emily. Uh, th this is, but, she, but the little five lines are pretty good. They're pretty darn good. So the bubble bubble jungle golf course in the dark. That's why they had the 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 uh, uh, that psychedelic. What's it called? Uh, uh, black light. Yeah, the black light. Say, so what's the light? Uh, 
the material that glows in the dark. Anyway, luminescent, uh, luminescent. No, and the rocks. Okay, glow in the dark. Check. Murder mystery. Check. Tr this is what Emily wrote. Glow in the dark. Check. Murder mystery. Check. Trippy, freakish creatures positioned at every turn. You bet. Bubble Jungles Golf Course, a mini golf course, has crammed a good number of gimmicks into the into this 18 holes, but somehow it seems to work. As players enter, they are given their mission to save famous kidnapped singer Diva Laguna from certain death by playing one hell of a round of mini golf. Hell of a round, that wouldn't go in Lexington. Uh, each hole contains a clue that is only revealed after its final putt, allowing the mystery of Diva's disappearance to be slowly unraveled while a grumpy walrus in a three-piece suit looks on. What's not to love? That sounds so much fun, it David. It does sound fun. Let's take a look at some... Oops. Let's take a look at some photos. It's It looks awesome. This place looks really awesome. And of course, one of my gripes is that it's indoors. But you can't really have a putt-putt in the dark outdoors. Not in the daytime. Even at night. At night here, it gets pretty bright here with with full moon. Yeah, this looks sweet. Look I would, at that. I would golf here. And here's the walrus, the famous walrus. Wow. And then this looks like it, the golf course in the light. There's just so much crap going on. This is not it. <laughs> this is a uh, can can land. So no, that's all the pictures we got of it. I'm surprised wow. there's not more. Yeah, but, the, but what those pictures are pretty darn cool. Yeah, I like it. One thing I don't like though is uh, it's inside. Yeah. But but the uh, the uh, mystery with it, I think, makes up for it. Mm -hmm. And also, because it's inside, there's a reason to be inside with the uh, luminescence, uh, yes. glow-in-the-dark. Uh, so it's not like the Christchurch one, where it's like, this is clearly just a extremely harshly lit warehouse that we built some holes into. This one's like, we're going to take the inside and make use of the inside. Yeah, and they did, and it looks like fluorescent. That's what I was thinking of, fluorescent. Uh, that's the word I was trying to get up. Uh, the, the fluorescent paint that they use or whatever they're using, it just, it it's, it, everything adds to it. Sounds like they really thought about making making an experience. Mm -hmm. And the putt-putt golf is kind of like, like it links everything together with the fluorescent uh, wall, the story, uh, the the uh, the uh, the different uh, uh, animated things that they have going on, it, it's pretty cool. I would rank this the top. I, I would. Have to rank this I the would top. still have Thailand ahead of it, just because I want to. I've been into the Netherlands. I want to go to Thailand someday. Okay. Well, this sounds fun. This sounds fun. So this I'd is, rank this. Above. This I'd next one this is going to be my favorite. I because I read oh, this already. Okay. Championship Adventure Golf in Merseyside, UK. Um, 
this place just looks awesome. This is my type of place. Do you want to read it? And I'll pull up some images of it. Okay, Emily, what did you write about this? Oh, for many golfers who take the sport as seriously as its full-size counterpart, Championship Adventure Golf in Merseyside kicks things up a notch with its two 18-hole courses. The landmark course features holes inspired by attractions and landmarks from the local area, whilst the Championship Golf Course, uh, the Championship Course, offers golf fantasies the chance to live out their wildest dreams in miniature. Each of its 18 holes are replicas of famous ones around the world, belonging to courses from the USA's Pebble Beach to Portugal's Val de Lobo. As such, this is probably the only chance you'll ever have to score an unprecedented hole-in-one on the 18th at St. Andrews. Well, well written, Emily. I love this one. This looks really cool. I I got I got to rank this number one too, David. I think I I see what you're saying. Right, wow, this, this is my this is my extolling the virtues of this one. A, it's outside. B, they take famous golf courses from around the world, famous holes, and that becomes the holes in this mini golf course. Yes, and that's where it ends. But those two ideas are both really good, and the pictures look beautiful and uh, and uk is is would have really nice green grass it looks like it's real grass is that real grass it does look like it's real grass i don't know but yes i i, I see what you're saying it does look like it's like actual putting green grade no Maybe. that doesn't look real no it doesn't this one but, looks real but i but it could be like uh like like look at that that looks that looks like part of it's real, part of it's not. You know, probably the butt part part of it is. The, I don't know. It's just cool looking, very cool looking. And and you get it's educational to know exactly what those golf courses are. You may have seen them on TV, but now you can actually play them in miniature, and that's uh, pretty darn cool. And I like so like this image right here. We're looking at there's a fairway, there's a rough, but it's not sort of cordoned off. And then the sand traps are like raised blocks of cement that are covered with it's it's just a fascinating take on oh, mini golf. Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz if in in miniature golf if if it goes in a sand trap, how do you get it out? You don't mm -hmm. all you have is a putter. And so you got to go around the sand trap. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very clever. It's it's well thought out. I like this one. I think that when we build the miniature golf course in your backyard, this should be an inspiration. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, I want a miniature golf course in my... I've always wanted one. How many holes do you think you could fit in your backyard? Six? Nine? Do you think you could do a full nine? No. no. Well, it depends on how small they were. My backyard's not that big. But the thing of it is, even if there was just one, I'd go back there and just do it again and again and again. Yeah. Just to calm, just to calm down. I think you could, you could easily fit three holes in your backyard. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think you could... And three... You could probably cram in like six if you wanted to, if you were so inclined. Well, three, six, nine, or three, nine, that's a multiple of 18. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just keep doing it over and over again until you get 18. Yeah, but yeah, you could. Oh, well, we could want, do one in the front yard, one, one on the side here, <laughs> two in the back. Uh, totally around. Well, my neighbor, uh, my neighbor, uh, 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 
Eddie, Ed, Ed and Paula, mm-hmm. they have, I think they had a train in their backyard, mm-hmm. a train set. And so uh, he's, a, he's a train enthusiast, which is, that's kind of cool. So he loves trains. So fine. Why don't we have a miniature golf course in our backyard? You only live once. You got to go for it. Okay, wow. you ready for the next one? Yeah, this oh, one's depressing. Al Grimm <laughs> Funeral <laughs> Services Course. Okay. It's Emily. a it's a mini golf course located in the basement of a funeral parlor. Oh, is it? Yeah. Should we read what Emily says about this? Sure. Okay, Emily Frost, what did you say about this? The idea of a mini golf course situated underneath a funeral home may seem a little macabre, but the story behind it is far less so, okay? Back in 1964, Algrim Funeral Services director moved his business to new premises in Palatine, Illinois, and finding that he was now blessed with a roomy basement, elected to devote it to one of his true passions, mini golf. With nine holes themed, somewhat ironically, around a haunted house, the course has been providing comfort to Algrim's clients and delighting members of the public for decades since its construction. Interesting. Yes. I kind of like it now. It's creepy, but I kind of like it. So the reason why he did it was it was his passion. But also, uh, if I if it's true that it it uh, provides comfort to his clients, then I'm fine with that. Yes, and I will say it's... It's a clever idea. It's not even half as creepy as the Lexington and Kentucky Bible course, so... <laughs> yeah, but its the, its purpose is to comfort the people that need comforting, and is to give enjoyment to people who need to be in, to need enjoyment. I, I well, I mean, not even enjoyment, just a distraction. Like if you're yeah there for funeral services, and it's like, well, we have to wait an hour. Like, well, why don't we go play a round of mini golf? And there's it's something to do. Just having something to do instead yeah. of focusing on your grief. I think it's it's actually kind of brilliant. It is. I think it, it is kind of brilliant. And looking at the course, the picture that we have here, it looks like the courses are not complex. They're kind of simple, which is a good. And you can probably quit anytime you want and go upstairs. It just it doesn't you know, you don't it's it's not it's not about scoring. It's about doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, know, it's, I, I don't know. This isn't this isn't at the lowest. No, not at all. Uh, the Bible one's at the lowest. I'm, I would maybe even put this above Christchurch. Because Christchurch, you know, they had creative holes, but it's in this big warehouse. I mean, this is more interesting than a big warehouse, right? Yeah, when I first heard funeral services, oh, this this is crazy, wacko. But the reason behind it, I, I don't know. I think you're using mini golf for a good purpose here. Yeah. Which, which reveals the the broad value of mini golf. It's mm-hmm. much more than just a sport, and it and it and it also reveals to me uh, the value and the the beauty of uh, being active, having a sport, focusing on what you're doing and the people you're with, and not so much winning. 
is just enjoying what you're doing. And, and it seems like that's kind of what, what he did. He had a passion for it. But then just that simple word that Emily said, the course has, the course has been providing comfort to Algrim's clients. Mm -hmm. To me, that, that's, that's a world of difference, which brings, brings uh, mini golf to a different, uh, different, different dimension, different level. So, yeah, I like this one. I was gonna. I wanted to hate it, but after looking at the picture, it looks so scrappy, and then understanding the meaning behind it. Also, I feel like just from looking at the picture, this basement has not been remodeled since they moved in in 1964. And I like. I like that as well. I mean, since they built the course, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, um. And I. I respect that. Okay. Now, Dave, let me ask you about that picture. Uh huh. On the back wall. Are those pinball machines? Uh, that's a pinball machine on the far right. The rest look like classic arcade game consoles. So I see Galaga. I can't identify any of the others, but they look like old like Atari era consoles. He bought those things. So you have a and look the one the one golf of course I mean the one hole right here uh, on the miniature golf looks like there is a uh, uh, pinball machine right there. And so it really is just someplace a little, it doesn't look very big. No. A small place just to have fun and not worry about your score. And then like the one in the UK about the professional golf course, it's all about, oh, I played this golfer, I played that golfer. No, this is just doing something to, to, for comfort, for relaxation and just having fun. Uh huh. Also probably keeping children occupied while the parents have to deal with some serious stuff. That's right. Right. It's brilliant. You're right. Okay. Okay, we've done this one. Can Can Wonderland. Can Can Wonderland. And it looks really cool. And it does look cool. So we got two left, and then we'll probably wrap it up, have a shorter shorter episode today, if that sounds fine with you. That's fine with me. Lauberhorn Crazy Golf in Wengen, Switzerland. Oh, this is cool. I'll let you read it, and I'll pull up some uh, images of it. Okay. Uh, Emily Frost, what did you say? Telling stories from the world-renowned Lauberhorn downhill ski races, this 18-hole course nestled among the sweeping mountainous scenery of the Brunese Alps in the picturesque Swiss village of Wengen can be as devilishly challenging as the event that inspired it. The high-altitude Lauberhorn crazy golf course features such alpine treats as jingling cowbells, slalom gates, and an explosive snow cannon, making it the perfect homage to the arena's famed ski heritage, as well as being somewhat of a gauntlet thrown down to all seasoned mini golfers. Well said, Emily. Well, look at this. It looks interesting. That's not uh, artificial grass. They make it look like a ski run. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's white. It's not green. Yes, like snow or ice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, there's no picture. There's no picture on this article. Wow. Yeah. I think it's cool. I like it. I like it too. I like it too. Really good idea. A little different. Yeah. In the middle of the Alps in Switzerland. In the Bernese, Bernese Alps, if I pronounce that right. But, oh, sorry about that. Um, 
not quite as interesting as the funeral home one. <laughs> uh, you know, this is, to me, educational. I didn't realize the breadth of a simple game of mini golf, what people have done with it. Mm-hmm. And this, this one's nice. This is probably very, very nice location, very nice uh, event to go to, and people probably love it uh, because it's uh, themed to Switzerland of like a downhill uh, ski race. Yeah. Downhill uh, alpine skiing. So, so I, th- I think uh, one thing that would be fun is to go to Europe and play Bubble Jungle Golf in the Dark, Championship Adventure Golf, and Lauberhorn Crazy Golf. Don't you think? On a trip, a mini golf tour of Europe. That would be so fun, David. I got a question, though. Uh-huh. Emily Frost, did you do this? I, I guarantee you she didn't. I mean, I am thinking this is a... A single article on Lonely Planet. I think she Googled around. She got a rough idea. And then she wrote this listicle. Because it's just like a listicle, you know. It's not really an article. Right, it is. And I, I would shout out to Lonely Planet writer. You know, why don't you just give uh, Emily Frost uh, tickets to all these places so she can go there and visit them? Yeah. <laughs> And then write, and then write, then uh, write her articles. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. I wouldn't rank it low or hi- I w- highest or lowest. I'd still have uh, my highest and lowest, but uh, no, this is in the middle. Last one, Wizard Golf in Edinburgh, UK. I love the city of Edinburgh. Yeah, it is a great place. Everyone's super friendly. Uh, it was one of the best places I've ever traveled. Yep. You visited there and you really liked it. You came back with really good stories. So if you want to read this, I'll pull up some images. Okay. What did Emily Frost say about this? In the city that saw the conception of everyone's favorite boy wizard, this newly developed golf, this newly developed course from Scrape Heap Golf pays him more than a slight sorting hat tip. <laughs> comprising nine holes that only narrowly avoid several copyright infringements, Wizard Golf in Edinburgh, Edinburgh uh, allows magical mini-golfers to hop aboard the Scrape Heap Express, put their way through the Troll Cave, and even swing down a butter brew or two as they go. Peppered with enchanted creatures and mystical decor, this mini-golf experience is a must for any budding witch or wizard. I think what she's talking about is uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, obviously. Well, some people may not catch <laughs> I kind of Edinburgh. How do you pronounce that, David? Edin- Edinburgh? Edinburgh? Yeah. Uh, E-D-I-N-B-U-R-G-H is Burra. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I want to go there and learn how to speak. I want to how to speak. Uh, how to speak Scottish. English? They speak English there. <laughs> how to speak? How to speak English? Uh, I, I want to go to Scotland. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to Wales. I, I, I want to go. Every, I want to go to those places and learn how to speak their language. I think that's cool. I saw a a thing on uh, Reddit, and in Wales, there's a requirement 
that all street signs must be printed in English and Welsh. And I don't know if you've ever seen Welsh, but uh, let me see. Let me see if I can pull it up, actually. I'll try to pull it up. I, I think I, I think I've heard someone speak Welsh, and it doesn't sound anything like English. It, it's hard. Well, it's hard to understand. My Internet's being awfully slow today. Uh, Is that would be cool. I know. I know. Down in Oklahoma, uh, some of the some of the things are printed in uh, in uh, English and then Cherokee. And there's schools that are that are taught in, in Cherokee. Here which it is. I think There we go. Did you find it? I did. Oh wait, so, no, that's not it. Um. Well, it makes sense in in uh, in Wales. I so anyway, it's a sign. So all signs are supposed to be in English and Welsh. And it's yep. like um up ahead there's a turn slow down to 45 miles an hour. And the Welsh is a bunch of gobbledygook. Um I'll show you what a Welsh sign looks like. This one's upside down. So that's they're trying to make a joke like this is an English and Welsh sign. But uh my internet's being awfully slow, but Come on. Town center, Yinshibul, Kanol, you drift, Yinshibul. You see what I'm saying? It's upside down, but all yeah. of the traffic. Pob, Serbid. So the sign that the guy made said, you know, sharp turn ahead, slow down to 45 miles an hour. And then he sent it to his Welsh translator. And the Welsh translator sent back the reply, <laughs> and he printed the sign. And so one side said, Sharp turn ahead, slow down to 45 miles an hour. And below it in Welsh, it said, I am out of the office until Monday. Please contact someone else. <laughs> and he printed and it. it was, and it was on the roads, the roadside in Wales. And it's like, they actually put that sign up because the guy that was the, the sign maker didn't speak Welsh. And he thought, that's what I'm, oh man. It's Oops. all, yeah. So that well, was. Maybe, well. So uh, what are we talking about again? Oh yeah, mini golf. This wizard golf, I think the Harry Potter theme, it's fine, whatever. It's not that inspired to me. And there's only nine holes, and it's inside. Well, I think in Edinburgh, that would be fun to go to. The locals there would love it. When you visit Edinburgh, it's just a, such a, a nice place anyway. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think it's a nice destination for fun for locals and also for tourists. Yes. Now... As we close this up, because that's the whole article, I like the British one, and I like the funeral home one. Those are my two favorites. Well, I agree with you. Me too. I Would you say they shared number one uh, in our ranking? Yeah, well, the British one is the most elite. That It looks like to me it's the most elite. Um, also, it's sort of more adult. So the ones like the this one, the Netherlands one with all the fluorescent paint, that's for children, I think. Like the bright colors and the um, the Bible one, that's for wackos. <laughs> oh, no. That's just, that's just a theme for people. That's a very, very, yeah. No, that's for, I would that's for children, too. It's for, to teach children the Bible. And then the dinosaur. Well, for people who like the Bible. It's but the dinosaur one is for children. children. That's more for children. This just looks depressing. It's like this ramshackle Noah's Ark next to a barbed wire fence. It's like, ugh. Something rubs me the wrong way about it. But 
the British one, that is, it looks like a sweet golf course, and that's cool. But the funeral home one, the reason it exists is, like yeah. you said, to provide comfort to people. You At first, you're like, that's weird. That's creepy. That's weird. But imagine if you are, you lose a loved one, and you don't know what to do with yourself, and you're sort of pacing around in the funeral home, and they say, well, if you go in the basement, you can play around in mini golf. And it's the only thing that takes your mind off of your grief for the 20, 30 minutes that you're doing it. That's probably more valuable than anything you could put into a golf course. It is. It is. And there will be times in your grieving when you won't want to do that at all. But there are other times when when you do it, it'd be priceless. Mm-hmm. Because your grieving is not just one, one state of mind or one state of emotion. It's a spectrum. And there will be times when this could be, be, be magnificent in your in your grieving process. It could be a, a great, a great contribution, and uh, I think it was a really good idea. And I probably came about not for him really thinking that it was just a passion of his. But but then after you start doing it, and that's why he put the games in there and the pinball machine. Yeah. He began realizing that this will help children, and if it helps your children, uh, not I'm not little children, but young people or teenagers if it helps them that will help the older people too i think it also probably has helped old people through the years you know it helped old people too yeah full-on adults that don't know how to deal with their grief they go down there they play around in mini golf and they might feel better or they might just forget about their grief for a minute and i think there's something to there's a beauty in that and i think that just reveals the the creativity uh, and also the sensitivity of mini golf connection with humans. That's what people, oh, I like mini golf. Why? I don't know. I just like it. But I think this just reveals the, the multiple dimensions that uh, that is something simple like mini golf can have uh, to, to humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we can, we're very, uh, uh, very creative. We can latch on to a lot of different things it's just also games in and of themselves a game like mini golf is so simple i think of our mini golf course i think of it as our mini golf course the one in salida yes that's because we we vacation in salida there's a mini golf course right off of highway 50 there and it's not as epic as these no but i imagine that some of the days that we've spent there on vacation you know, from the last 10 years, playing mini golf, there's no place in the world we could go that would have been more fun than that place at that time. And Absolutely. That's, that's sort of the beauty of mini golf. You don't need giant animatronics. You don't need glow in the dark. You just need to be with uh, the people that you love, spending a little bit of quality time doing uh, just this simple little game. And that's really, that's all that's important about mini golf at the end of the day. That's right. That's right. And that, that mini golf course in Salida, uh, we would go there and it would be a destination for us to go to. Mm-hmm. And if we matched it up with these others here that we were looking at, it probably wouldn't. Oh, yeah. that it, When you look at it, it wasn't that much. But as you say, when we were there, it was a destination and we enjoyed it every single time. We probably enjoyed it more than we would being shoulder to shoulder with all these strangers 
Yes. <laughs> you know? So sometimes the flashiest thing isn't necessarily the best. I think you said it right, David. The beauty of mini golf is who you're with mm-hmm. and why you're doing it. Well, I think that's probably a good place to stop. We made it a whole hour talking about mini golf courses. It was fun. It was. It was, a, it was very fun. It was cool. And it makes me want to go to some of these places just to experience it. But I just want a golf course in my backyard. Uh-huh. Now, a mini golf course. I will also say... I was surprised to find that the one that I thought was the best was the few, the one in the basement of a funeral home. But you start, sort of start to think about it, and you're like, well, that's awesome. Now, I'm sure that right. all of these places have engendered fond memories in the minds of the people that have played there. Absolutely. And every one of these would be number one for the people who live there and who go there. Yeah. And so one way you can look at golf courses as from a distance on what they look like and how how weird they are and how cool they are, how unusual they are. But another way to look at them is if you're living there, how much benefit have you gotten from playing mini golf at that course? As you said, David, with the people you love. Mm -hmm. So there's different ways of looking at it. Well, I think we can end it there. I'll pull up the final slide. Yes. Uh, shout out to Mini Golf. Shout out to what was the name of that website? The Lonely Planet and your girl, Emily Frost. Emily and, Frost. And uh, yeah, if there's anything you'd like to say, speak now or forever hold your peace. The Sons of Sequoia says keep on talking, but listen more than you talk and try to understand what the other person is saying. Bye. Bye.